Welcome to the pre-show. It is Monday, June 5th. Thank you so much for getting up early with us and checking in. We see all your check-ins, and you can check in by tweeting us at Mercedes in the AM, or you can call or text us at 702-364-9400. Good morning. Good morning to you. How was your weekend? Looked like you had an awesome, awesome time out there in California. Yeah, I was. Uh, I went out to Disneyland. They're uh, celebrating a hundred years of Disney, and they had like just a bunch of big celebrations and really cool shows. and And so we went out there for the weekend for that. And yeah, it was a really nice weekend. How was your weekend? Uh, I'm doing much better right now than I was on Friday. I think I mentioned uh, when we started the show on Friday. One of our horses was in a bad way. I contact one of the horses, and uh, he needed surgery on Friday morning, so I left here right after the show on Friday morning, went over to the vet, and he had surgery. It was, it was a whole thing that was going on. Uh, he's doing fantastic now. He's still at the surgery center for a couple more days, but the surgery was a huge success, but I'll tell you what, I was a ball of stress on Friday. Actually, all throughout the weekend until Saturday night, I started kind of relaxing because the surgery was a success after the show, and then in that first twenty-four hours, it was cr- uh, critical after surgery. So, but he he was great and in a much better spot now, and as am I in a much better spot right now. That's good to hear. Yeah, it, uh, that's that's got to be a scary thing. Anyone close to you is going under the knife for any reason. So I'm glad to hear everything turned out well there. It was a thing. It's called uh, lipomas. It's it's a it was a fatty tumor. Uh, non-cancerous that builds up on, it happens to horses maybe to humans too but uh, this fatty tumor that develops on their stomach lining and uh, sometimes they get really big and that was the case with contact and it was almost like a tetherball had dropped down from his stomach lining with that fatty tumor and wrapped around his small intestine and was cutting off the blood flow and was also preventing stuff from moving the small intestine. So if we didn't catch it on Friday morning, the results would have been disastrous come Friday night. So it was kind of a blessing that Laura was there first thing Friday morning to find him. He was he was laid out in his stall, and that's never a good thing when you go to see your horse and the horse is just like sprawled out. Oh, gosh, yeah, I would imagine. That's scary. So I'm I'm really glad that everything has uh, turned out very well for that. Yes, thank you. Yes, that was kind of our, our, our weekend was focused on the horse and dealing with all that stuff this past weekend. Yeah, this weekend, a lot going on here locally. Uh, Friday night, or wait, was it Saturday? It was Saturday, Saturday yeah. night. Golden Knights uh, ended up winning game one of the Stanley Cup. We were trying to figure out where are we going to watch this game in Disneyland. Like, there's no TVs anywhere, and there's a, there's a couple of bars that we found that had small TVs and we're like, oh, man, we really want to watch it on a big screen. And so we ended up just going back to our room for a few hours and (laughs) and watching the game and then afterwards going back out. But yeah, game two tonight at the T-Mobile Arena. And then last night, uh, it was so funny. I was watching the Nuggets Heat game and uh, it was game two for that series. And all of a sudden I hear my daughter go, oh, my God. And I'm like, what? She goes, there's your sister. And and my sister and my brother-in-law, they have season tickets to the Nuggets. And uh, they were all over TV. Like every other shot I kept seeing them. I'm like, oh my gosh, the placement is ridiculous. Every time um, the Nuggets would shoot in the first quarter, they're right behind the basket. So like I saw them 
every single time. Then when they switched sides, when the heat would shoot, I would see them right there. And so it was so funny. We kept sending them uh, shots of, of them from the TV. I'm like, hey, look, there's you. There's you again. There's you again. <laughs> we were telling her to do things like a video game. Like, hey, stand up and wave. She stands up and waves at you. No, we didn't. But they were just standing up and cheering all the time anyway. So I didn't really have to. But yeah, it was it was so funny. And then the Nuggets ended up losing that game yesterday. But um, yeah, we got we were entertained. I wasn't even watching the game. I was watching for them. It was so funny. <laughs> Yeah. Steph, you saw them when you watched the game? I thought I saw your sister. I knew I should have texted you because we we took Momo out for a walk at the park and we came back, we put the game on, and I'm wiping his paws down and then for like a split second, I was like, oh, I think that's Mercedes' sister. And I'm like, no, no. And Behind then, the basket? Yes, like was, to the right? She was standing up. Was she wearing like a dark blue? No, she yellow. was yellow. It yellow. was yellow. Yes. yes. Oh, I should have texted you. I should have rewound <laughs> it. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, she was wearing bright yellow, so it was pretty hard to miss her but yeah, yeah it was so funny where's the, the game uh, game three is in Miami yes. Are they, will they be at the next game when it's back in Denver um yeah they will same they seeds will. probably um they switch around all the time but they're always close to the court they've got they've got a few sets of tickets so I'm not sure where, the, where they're gonna be but uh, I'm sure we'll be able to see them I'm, more, I'm gonna watch now I, I meant to watch it last <laughs> night I'm gonna watch now to see if I can see them when they're back in Denver yeah it was funny it's funny how the little things you get excited about when I see her for Thanksgiving hey what's up when I see her on TV <laughs> at a Nuggets game ah all right well let's start the show it is time for the pre-show you pick them you guys get to pick the first song of the show do you want to hear the humpty dance by digital underground i even got my own dance the do you want to hear the mummer's dance by lorena mckinnett Here, don't trust me by 303. Those are your choices. You can get your votes in right now. All you have to do is tweet us at Mercedes in the AM. You can vote on our Facebook page or text or call us at 702 364 9400. We'll catch your votes now and reveal the winner next on Mix 94.1. Mix 94.1. Coming, coming, coming up. You're going to want to hear this. We have more to come on the pre-show this morning. On the way next, we have the Daily Dirt. Ed Sheeran continues to surprise his fans while on tour. We've got the latest coming up in about five minutes. And the votes are in. The Humpty Dance by Digital Underground is a pre-show you pick them. You choose the music, you pick it, we play it. Awesome. It's the Mercedes in the Morning pre-show, you pick them. Mix 94.1. It's time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. Ed Sheeran is on tour, and he seems to be doing something special for his fans in each city. So one city he served ice cream, he served beers at a bar in another, and then in Philly over the weekend, Ed Sheeran served Philly cheesesteaks to his fans. Fans immediately lined up at a place called SQ Phillips Steaks when Ed posted the address and said that cheesesteaks were on him. They flocked, but there he was just not only serving them, he was also making the cheesesteaks for his fans. 
He's doing a big uh, concert on the plaza for the Today Show tomorrow, too. Ooh. Yeah, tomorrow morning. I wonder what he'll do when he's in Las Vegas. If he's doing stuff for his fans, every city he's in, wonder what he's going to do when he's at Allegiant Stadium. I hope he doesn't make the mistake of doing something on the Strip where locals don't really hang out, mostly tourists. Um, they work there, but certainly they'll be busy working um, and probably can't just run out to get cheesesteaks or something. You know? <laughs> or ice cream from Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Kelly Clarkson's latest single is called I Hate Love, and it features... Legendary comedian slash banjo player Steve Martin. Take a listen to the latest single from Kelly Clarkson. Kelly said she was afraid to reach out to Steve Martin for the collab after falling in love with his banjo videos during the pandemic, but she did, and he said, absolutely, love to be a part of the song. Her new album, Chemistry, comes out on June 23rd. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good song. I like how that one sounds. Yeah, uh, everything off that album so far sounds really cool. A lot, of, um, a lot of emotion in that album. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse was the number one movie this weekend. It took in $121 million in its opening weekend, and that's the third biggest opening ever for an animated film. The film has made $208 million worldwide. To put it in perspective, across the Spider-Verse, there was the first animated Spider-Man film, took in $35 million this opening weekend. That was back in 2018. Jeez, that, and I've heard nothing but good things about the Spider-Man movie. Like, it, I've heard it is absolutely incredible. And I've never seen the uh, Inside the Spider-Verse movies. My family has, and they love it. They love Miles Morales. Like, that, they cannot wait to go see that one. Yeah, that movie's crushing it. The one you did see, Little Mermaid, came in second in its second weekend. That took in $41 million. And the last one here with Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift's Midnight's is back at number one on the Billboard 200 Albums chart. So it jumped from third place to first place. And this is all due to that May 26 release of uh, the two deluxe editions she put out. The album now is a total of six weeks overall at number one since it came out last year. Yeah, and if she puts out any extra versions, I'm sure it'll go back up there, too. Keep shooting up the charts. We'll have more Dirt coming up in the 7 o'clock hour right around 7.15. Never made it as Welcome to another episode of Mercedes in the Morning, show number 1853. And now, here's your hosts, Mercedes and JC. Hey, good morning, and welcome to the show. It's 6 o'clock. It is Monday, June 5th. Thanks for joining us bright and early, getting ready to kick off the work week. It's It's the first work week ever for... My daughter today, she starts her first job. Today. I can't handle this. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. It's so funny because last week she had to do her onboarding where she had to go and fill out all her paperwork and, and get everything settled. And um, I get a text from her and it's like, they're asking my for my social security number. What do I do? And I was like, you give it to them. And she's like, you told me never to give out my social security number. And I was like, well, for a job, you have to if you want to get paid. And she's like, okay, thanks. <laughs> That's so endearing. It was that so, so cute. endearing. I love that. I know. And so when oh. she got home, she's telling me all about it. She's like, yeah, like it was there in this room and they were asking me all these questions. And she goes, I didn't realize you had to do all this stuff to get a job. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of eye-opening moments when you become an adult of things that you have to do that you didn't realize that your parents were were doing. Mm -hmm. You just thought like everything kind of came 
easily. But no, there's a lot of stuff. Like if you want to buy a house, there's a ton of stuff you have to do. If you want to buy a car, there's a ton of stuff you have to do. If you just want to get a job, there's a ton of stuff you got to do. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, growing up as a little kid, I wasn't really aware of taxes and tax season. I remember all the commercials and your parents, oh, it's tax season stressing out. And one of my friends growing up, Rob Joyce, his dad works for the IRS. And on the side of his car, it said Eternal Revenue Service, official business. And people always joke like, oh, here comes Mr. Joyce. Like the parents would like, oh, don't invite Mr. Joyce. He's with the IRS. As a kid, I didn't understand like, why? What's wrong with Mr. Joyce working for the IRS? You know, the joke of he's going to audit you or do something. As a kid, you don't realize everything that goes into doing taxes. Yeah, that's a that's a tough situation. So much so that I just uh, hand my paperwork over to our accountant. And I'm like, <laughs> have it. I would prefer not to pay, but if I must, I must. Here like, is everything. Just try to give that, you know, all to him. That's what he does for a living. What else? Like, did you not realize that you have to do when you become an adult? I remember when I got my first apartment. And it was here in Las Vegas. I like I literally moved here and never lived anywhere but a dorm or at my parents' house. And uh, I, I, I came out here with my dad. We looked at apartment complexes. We found the one that I was going to live in. And they're like, you got to call this number to turn on the gas. You got to call this number to turn on the electricity. And I'm like, wait, what? It doesn't come with it? <laughs> I'm like, what? I, what do I call? Like, hey, I'd like to turn on my electricity. And that's exactly what you do. I, I was in shock. I didn't realize they took care of all that. Cable, everything, the whole nine yards. Yeah, oh my it was gosh. so hard. I was like, wait, I have to do it? You're not doing it? It was really, <laughs> it was weird. Well, tell Sophie I said congratulations and good luck on her on her summer job. That's thank awesome you, she got thank one. Thank you. Coming up on today's show, it's Monday. So we got Beat Mercedes on this Minden Monday. Your chance to win a $1,300 diamond pendant from Michael E. Mendon. And Diamond Jewelers. That's if you can identify a song faster than Mercedes. That happens at 7 a.m. And up next is What's Trending. What do you have for us? Is Olivia Rodrigo teasing us with new music? We'll tell you about the cryptic clues she's been leaving. Also, the making of the Barbie movie left a worldwide shortage of this. And now you will get a little something extra in your Lucky Charms. All of that is coming up next in What's Trending. Mercedes in the mornings. What's trending is on Mix 94.1. Olivia Rodrigo is trending this morning. The singer seems to have a surprise on the way. This weekend, fans noticed that the Spotify canvas that is displayed when you listen to a, a song. Well, on the song Driver's License, it was updated. And the art you now see has 0630 Two three listed as the expiration date on her driver's license. That is leading fans to believe that that is when her sour era will end and uh, a new one will begin. Now, she also launched a countdown on her website uh, just the other day. So that countdown is expected to uh, is, is going to expire on June 30th. She hasn't said 
exactly what will happen on that date, but she has been teasing a follow-up to her debut album for quite some time now. Oh, that's going to be huge. So clever, too, with that expiration date on the driver's license. And good for fans for noticing that. I never would have noticed it, (laughs) because it was the same thing when you played it before. It's just I didn't notice the date had changed. So very interesting. Do you either think she's feeling pressure to deliver an album as big as that first one, or as an artist, you just just say, this is my art, this is what I did, hope you guys like it, and you put it out? I think she's probably feeling a tremendous amount of pressure. It's the sophomore slump. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are saying after that big debut that second one never does as well. So I think she knows everyone is watching and uh, she's hoping it's going to be just as big. So it sounds like we might get a taste of that on the 30th of this month. Also trending this morning is Barbie. So the upcoming movie starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, it's going to be out in theaters on July 21st. And thanks to that extensive pink set design, Making the movie triggered a worldwide shortage of pink paint. Instead of using CGI, director Greta Gerwig, she opted for a hand-painted backdrop for the movie, along with Barbie's dream house looking as pink as can be. And due to the amount of pink paint used in making the movie, it caused an international shortage of pink paint. (laughs) Now, the set designer of the dream house, which was built at the Warner Brothers studio lot outside of London, had an excessive need for Roscoe paint, which they say caused an international run on the fluorescent shade. Luckily, you can now get that color again if you want to live just like Barbie. <laughs> I'm sure when the movie comes out, more people even get into it when they start seeing the movie. Yeah, possibly. Finally, this morning, Lucky Charms is trending. A new limited edition of the cereal is coming that will send you on a dragon hunt. Lucky Charms Hidden Dragon Cereal. It's bringing the same taste that fans know and love, so don't worry about that, but it has a mythical spin to it. When milk is added, the white marshmallows, they transform to reveal the true colors of Lucky's new charms. A yellow dragon, a pink dragon, a dragon egg, and a flame. Lucky Charms Hidden Dragon Cereal will be out later this month, and that is what's trending. I mentioned that uh, on Friday, Laura went out to the ranch and and one of the horses was just down and out in a bad way. And she was there super early in the morning and we rushed the the horse to the vet. He needed emergency surgery, almost like life saving surgery on Friday morning. And surgery says everything is going to be fine, which is which is fantastic news. But Laura and I were talking about this last night. It was one of those I think it was one of those sliding door moments. So this happened on Friday. Explain what that is in case people don't know. So tell me about this right. The sliding door moment is you're presented. You're something happens in your life, and you, you choose this. We go through this one door, this one path, instead of going down, opening this other door, and going this other path. And it's your life has now gone down this direction because you chose to go through this door versus going down the other path. Yeah, it's like that turning point in your life. Like you can go this way or you can go that way. And if yeah, if you go one way, it's based off the movie with Gwyneth, Pal- Gwyneth Paltrow. And if you haven't seen it, it's really good. It, it all her moment was getting on a subway train. She in one scenario, she missed it. And then it showed which way her life went down. And then on the other scenario, she made it and she got on the train and then it showed which way her life would have gone. So it's kind of uh, an interesting phenomenon if you think about it. Yeah, really. I got to see that movie because every time you, you explain it, it sound, I'm so intrigued by the movie. So Laura and I were thinking about this. So this was uh, the horse. The incident went down on Friday, June 2nd. Laura was scheduled to have a colonoscopy on Friday, June 2nd. But the week prior 
two weeks prior, she got food poisoning. And because of that food poisoning, that triggered her, her stomach, her Crohn's, to really, really flare up. And because of that, the doctor moved up her colonoscopy a week prior. So her and I were talking. I'm like, think about it. If, you did, if your colonoscopy was not moved to the week prior... You would have been down and out. You wouldn't have been at the barn to find your horse laid out. You would have been at the surgical center having a colonoscopy, having gone through all that prep. You would have been knocked out yourself. You probably wouldn't have been there to see the horse to take care of things. And we started really breaking it down like, oh, my gosh. We go back to like if you didn't have food poisoning, then you wouldn't have been sick. And the, you would have had the colonoscopy on the day the horse was, was ill. And then we go all the way back. I'm like, the reason you had food poisoning was because the week prior, you, you caught a cold on your business trip. And that made you get soup because you did not feel too good. And that's the soup that gave her food poisoning. So thank you to the restaurant that gave her food poisoning. Yes. Your lack of cleanliness or quality ingredients saved a horse's life. That's what we're breaking it down <laughs> last night. I'm like, seriously, that is crazy. If you didn't get food poisoning, you would have kept the colonoscopy on the same day. So we're literally last night like... Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for that food poisoning. That's where that's where the the outcome changed because she could have gone one way, dead horse. This way, a live horse. Thank goodness. Isn't it nuts? And then we went back even the week prior to her business trip and her co-worker that got her sick, that gave her the cold, that made her desire to have soup. This is kind of crazy. Oh, my gosh. I mean, you could really dig into it and make every life. Well, because you took six steps and not seven steps here, then you know, but I think that that's an accurate one as far as. Uh, the food poisoning goes. Yeah, if she would have had a colonoscopy the same day as that horse was done, oh my gosh, that would have been just bad news. But it's all good news right now, so that's a good thing. Hey, it's Monday, so we got Beat Mercedes on this Minden Monday. Your chance to win that $1,300 diamond pendant from Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers if you can identify a song faster than Mercedes that happens at 7. The weekend's new show uh, debuted last night, The Idol. I didn't watch it, but my daughter did. She said it was interesting in a way like she was kind of confused by it. So oh. I'm a little I'm a little uh worried about what was on there because uh I remember reading some articles a couple of weeks ago saying that there's a lot of NC17 uh stuff on there so I was like, "Oh boy." Oh, he's got a new song from that that would drop in the first episode. I have it coming up in the dirt next hour. But yeah, I wonder if there was some kind of uh, racy steamy scenes that your kids were watching last night. If anyone uh, <laughs> saw it, let us know. If you ever want to call the show or text us, it's easy. Our phone number is 702-364-9400. We were in Disneyland over the weekend and we had a really nice time. They're celebrating their 100th Disney's 100th anniversary and so they had a bunch of cool things going on they had um, some like uh, new foods to try that were just for the 100th uh, anniversary so we were trying a bunch of the new stuff and just had a really good time and it's cool because um, when we go for the station and they want us to you know try new things they'll send an uber or a lyft for us which is really nice it's like on them like a way of saying hey thanks for coming let us get your uber and so it's really nice so we get to the airport in orange county and i get a notification on my lyft app that the ride is taken care of and so i order the lyft and um there's four of us so i got to get a a lyft xl you know just to make sure we all fit and so a, a guy shows up and he's uh driving it was like a uh, Toyota Sienna or I can't remember, but it was a Toyota. So we're waiting for him. It's a big car. We're so excited to get in. We're ready to go to Disneyland, man. We are psyched. We're pumped. So we get in the car. We're like, hey, how are you? He's like, hello. 
And we're like, <laughs> so Matt loves talking to the Uber drivers. I, I could go either way. If you want to drive in silence, I'm cool. If you want to talk, I'm cool with that. So we get in, the Lyft driver's very, very quiet. And Matt is like, how's it going? And he's like, I'm fine. And he just was not interested in having a conversation. Do you guys like to have conversation with your Uber or Lyft drivers? Is that something you guys like to do? Or would you rather they just be quiet and let you do your own thing? What do you What do you prefer? I do enjoy the conversation, but I'm not going to force it or initiate it. So I'll get in the car and nice warm greeting. Hey, how's your day going? Fantastic. A busy afternoon. Oh, yeah. Lots of runs going on. And then if the conversation continues... Fantastic. I look at it as an opportunity to meet someone new, hear about their life experiences. I am always fascinated. If we, if we are having a nice conversation, I'll ask them about their longest ride and, and other rides they've had in the past. So I, I do enjoy the conversation. But if they're short, I'm not going to press the conversation. But also, too, if I get in and I'm in a mood and I'm dealing with something and they start a conversation, I'll kind of give shorter answers so they pick up on the fact that, okay, this guy's not down to talk and normally they stop after that. That's interesting. Um, he He's kind of similar to that. I really don't care. If you don't want to talk, that's fine. This guy was so short, did not want to have a conversation. And so we get out of the lift and um, I tip him and he goes, can you leave a review for him? And I was like, well, yeah, I can give him five stars. I mean, he got us here safely. It was you know, nice car, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, you should dock him for not talking. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, it was very nice. He didn't talk to us. And I was like, well, I, I'm not going to dock him for that. Come on. He's like, I didn't like that. So he wanted me to, to take away a star. And I said, I will not do that. He did a great job. I'm not doing that. But it reminded me of that story I saw online somewhere where a person put in their profile that they're deaf because they didn't want to have any conversation mm-hmm. with the Lyft drivers. And so she gets in the car and uh, there's no conversation. She's sitting there just enjoying herself, enjoying the silence. And then the driver gets a call and it. he's like, hello? Yeah, I got to take this deaf B over to blow up. <laughs> She's like, excuse me? Oh, it's a miracle. You can hear. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we do have that option to click silent ride. Uh, there's At least with Uber, there's different options you can pick. You want the temperature cold, no conversation. There's lots of options now before you get in the car. Well, I better click have a great conversation oh <laughs> or else you're going to get docked whenever my husband's in Ooh, the car. <laughs> Hot 3 is on the way next. What do you have for us? We are going to talk about that rider strike. How much longer? longer do we expect it to go on and what that means for you going into the fall tv season also how much money do we lose every year just because we are so lazy and a man breaks into a family's home while they're eating dinner why he claimed he should not be in trouble we'll explain coming up next in the hot three in about seven minutes, it's Beat Mercedes, your chance to win a $1,300 diamond pendant from Michael E. Menden Diamond Jewelers if you can identify a song faster than Mercedes. Let's go. Here we go. Three, two, it's time for the Hot 3 on Mix Nutty 4.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by Legacy AC. Visit them at LegacyAC.com. Now, you better get used to sand some reruns because the Hollywood writer's strike has entered its second month with no signs of slowing down. The writers may soon get company, though, on those picket lines. Two other major entertainment guilds, the Directors Guild of America and the Screen Actors Guild, also entered 
enter the summer with the need for new contracts. Talks with those groups have a June 30th deadline. A lot could happen between now and then, but the situation is not looking good. So that means come July 1st, the studios may be facing a double or even triple strike in effect, shutting Hollywood down completely. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you have this other two going strike as well. Holy smokes. Yeah, lots of reruns and probably some really bad reality TV. <laughs> They're throwing stuff together right now. What can we do? Yeah. What can we do? <laughs> also, this morning, a new study revealed that we are losing significant amounts of money each year because... We're lazy. This can include stuff like using a car wash instead of getting a bucket and a sponge, not taking a price comparison into account, and driving rather than walking. The study showed that the average adult could save 64 bucks um, annually by simply canceling pointless direct debit payments. 64 bucks by doing that. Um, washing your own car, cleaning your own windows, that could save you an additional $84 and $89 respectively. Meanwhile, one in 10 of those polled admit that they would rather pay someone else to do laborious tasks than do them themselves. Moreover, a third of those studied never turn appliances off at the wall and one in three throw out food on a daily basis. And 12% say they don't even bother shopping around for the best deal they just get whatever they see what is the laziest thing that you do hmm well besides i really actually cut back on uber eats i was kind of going over the top of the past year so this year i started cooking more so it used to be uber eats i did hire someone this past weekend to trim my palm trees because they were just out of control and they were and i would trim them every single year myself but they were just I got the ladder out, and it's really just, I'm literally be tip top of the ladder trying to trim them down, and it felt a little bit too dangerous. So I did pay someone to trim my palm trees this weekend. Yeah, th- uh, that's something where I feel like that's not being lazy. That's having the experts come in. I, yeah, I could cut my own hair, but it's going to look terrible <laughs> if I do that. So get an expert to do the job on that. That, to me, is not lazy. That's being sensible. Okay, okay, let me think. That. Do you have something lazy over this weekend, then? Well, I, this is a lazy thing I do, and it's not like I hire anyone to do it for me. It's basically, um, there have been times where maybe the remote is too far for me, so I'll text someone to come grab it for me, but it's like six feet away, and I just don't want to get up. I'm like, hey, can you come down here for a second? My kid walks down. What? I'm like, can you hand me that remote? <laughs> She's like, you caught me on the way down for that. But I kind of like doing it now just because it makes me it makes me laugh at their reaction. Because you get it, but it does seem like it's so far away. When you're comfortable on the couch, you got your show going, you got to grab that remote. That seems, it seems like it's two miles away. Or have you ever been in bed and you have something like in your hands and you drop it on the floor and you don't want to get out of the bed and get it. So you like do that thing where you reach down but you're still trying to stay in bed and you're trying to reach the object. It's like, <laughs> and then you get your fingers on it. You try to pull it towards you and then you're about to topple out of the bed. But at least I didn't get out of the bed. I stayed in the bed. It's a victory right there. Yes, exactly. Um, finally, this morning, a Florida man broke into a home while a family was eating dinner and he claimed to be a ghost. The family heard a knocking sound and a short time later saw the man standing in their living room only wearing a bathing suit. The man then told the family he was a ghost. 
and was shocked that they were able to see him. After a few minutes, the man ran out of the house and locked him in a truck that locked himself in a truck that belonged to a, a cutting crew uh, down the street that was uh, working on some trees. Maybe they were working on my house. Um, they were able to convince the guy to get out of the truck who ran off again. He has not been found at this point. But could you imagine someone's in your house? I'm a ghost. You can see me. <laughs> Being all surprised at them. Like, what you? Someone might actually believe that at some point. <laughs> it's kind of brilliant, actually. You can see me. I've been dead for five years. This is amazing. I'm so sorry. Let me get out of your house before you spook you even more. Can I join you for dinner? <laughs> in a bathing suit, too? <laughs> yeah, in the bathing suit. No no specific bathing suit was given. I just, I don't know. Speedo, maybe board shorts, who knows? But no one, he has yet to be found. No, he's, mm-hmm. maybe the he ghost is a ghost. Is gone. <laughs> That's it. That was the last one? Yeah. Okay, it is time now to beat Mercedes on this Minden Monday. Here's your chance to win a $1,300 diamond pendant for Mike Lee Minden Diamond Jewelers. If you can identify a song faster than Mercedes. $1,300 diamond pendant. Wow, that has grown significantly. And it could be yours right now for caller 20. 702-364-9400 is our number. And if you're caller 20 and you guess the song faster than I can, you're going to get this beautiful piece of jewelry. We always like to do a little practice round just in case you're new to the show or new to the game and don't know how it works. And it's me versus Steph on the practice round. You ready, Steph? I'm ready. Okay, I'll sign off so you guys can get your uh, get your thing going, and Perfect. we'll see, all right? All right, so Mercedes, she takes off her headphones. She actually leaves the studio for the game, so she can't see our reactions. All right, Steph, how are you feeling this morning? I'm feeling really good. I got a lot of rest last night. I oh. went to bed early, so hopefully I do well today. Okay, I'll start the song, and as soon as you know it, you shout out. Got it. Got it, Got yes. it, got it. Scream at the top of your lungs. I'll stop the clock immediately, stop the song, and you got five seconds to correctly identify it by artist and title. Okay. And then so if the song good. goes a max of 20 seconds, it automatically stops. Yes, which I've done plenty of times. Okay. <laughs> All right, let me hit reset on this clock. Turn this off, and your song starts now. Got it! <laughs> Whoa. Chandelier by Sia. Yes, 1.5 seconds. Told you I was feeling good. Bring Mercedes in. Oh, she's got. She's eating something. Oh, <laughs> she eating her her breakfast. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I looked over like she's eating something. I was eating strawberry. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, you ready, Mercedes? Yes. Okay. Let me hit reset on the clock. Okay. As soon as you uh, know the song, shout out. Got it, and I'll stop it. Okay. Okay. You start now. Got it. Chandelier by Sia. Okay. So here's the deal, Mercedes. <laughs> Steph got it as well. Okay. So Steph did it in 1.5 seconds. Okay. The queen of it all did it in point zero eight seconds. No. Holy smokes, you're fast, my friend. That's the fastest I think I've ever gotten a song. Seriously. Not even one second. Not it's because of second. that signature. Like, that's so recognizable. I thought, I thought 1.5 seconds. I thought you might have had her. When step. you said 1.5, I was like, I, I lost. I lost. You didn't Wait. get a second? Point eight. Are you sure you did the timer right? Yeah, stops. It's literally stop start. Is no, what it you was. were much faster, Mercedes. Yeah, I mean much faster by point oh six. I really wish. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Well, blink, it was. Let me blink an eye. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, we play that song a lot, so that's why I knew that one. <laughs> now, but who knows what song we'll get next? So if you want to go head to head, don't let that little fluke distract you. Just try it because I trust me. I have been beaten. I get them wrong all the time. Well, not all the time, but once in a while. Once a year. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be honest. You're good at the game. Yeah, so let's do this right now. 702-364-9400. Caller 20. You get to play Beat Mercedes. 
It is 7.06, and that means it is time for Beat Mercedes, a $1,300 diamond pendant, courtesy of Michael E. Minden Diamond Jewelers, up for grabs. It's Minden Mondays. We do this every Monday, and we've got our contestant on the phone. Stephanie, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for listening this morning. You're caller 20. You're playing Beat Mercedes. Are you ready to do this? Yes. Okay. So I'm a little nervous. No, don't be nervous. Just relax. You've got this. I want you to beat me. So I'm going to leave and uh, leave you in the hands of Steph and JC, and you can uh, try to get the fastest time possible on the next song, okay? Okay. All right. See you guys in All a All right. Few. So Mercedes is stepping out. I'll bring in Steph. Turn Mercedes' microphone off. Stephanie, how was your weekend? It was good. How was yours? Uh, it was it was uh, yeah relaxing. Had some stuff going on with the horses, but all all is well. Um, so your musical knowledge scale of one to ten. How would you rank yourself? Um, probably like a five six. Okay, five okay. six. Okay. Okay. okay, that's solid. That's solid. Just so you know, it could be any genre, any decade, seventies, eighties, nineties, two thousands. Nothing in particular. We did see as an example uh, for for Mercedes against Steph. I'm gonna play you some audio. This is actually that Sia song we played during the test run. Just let me know you can hear everything through the phone system. Let me know you can hear this this song. Yes. Okay, perfect. So the next sound you hear will be the actual contest. It'll be the song. I'm going to start okay. the song, and as soon as you know it, scream as, as loud as you can. Got it, got it, got it. We'll stop the okay. clock immediately. You've got five seconds to correctly identify by artist and title. Okay. All right, everyone ready? Yep. All right, I don't want to get nervous. Hit reset on the clock, <laughs> and you start now. Oh, no. All right, I stopped the clock. Got it. What do you got? Um, Shania Twain. Oh no, I feel like I'm gonna get this wrong. I feel like a woman. Oh, oh dang it! Oh. <laughs> it's Shania Twain that don't impress me much. Oh, oh my gosh! Yes. So <laughs> you stopped the clock at seven point six seconds, which is respectable. Oh. People playing in their car right now probably didn't get it that fast. That's, that's a respectable time. But let's oh, see. Let's man. see. If, let's see if Mercedes can a identify it and identify it faster. Hold on one second, Stephanie. Put you on hold here, and we'll bring in. You go ahead and get Mercedes. Yep, she's coming in. Here right comes now. Mercedes. Turn that down. Turn this up. I just envision people too playing as uh, listening to the Odyssey app as they're getting ready for work, shouting out the answer to the song. How did you do if you are playing at home? Hello. Hey. All right. Let me write down this time here. Okay. Because I'll tell you this. Ooh, she did get it right. She did. She did get it right. Oh, boy. Oh All right, boy. Mercedes, are you ready? <sighs> yes. Okay. As soon as you know it, shout out, got it. And it starts now. Got it. Shania Twain, that don't impress me much. It sounds more like a question than an actual title of a song. I, it might have the song wrong. Oh, man. I need something right now. I got five That's seconds. That's it. That's okay. it. That's All right. it. I'm uh, not going to change. Uh, Mercedes, you are correct. Now, here's the deal, Mercedes. You identified the song. Three seconds for you, Mercedes. Okay. Three seconds. Stephanie also got it right. She identified it in... <sighs> 7.6 seconds, Mercedes, oh. once again. Mixed feelings. Yeah. Love, love seeing that uh, diamond pendant get bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Hate that someone's not winning it. Um, Stephanie, thank you. I, You got it. You still got it. But, yeah. 
I got it first. Oh, no, she, actually, no, she didn't get it right. She said the artist. Yeah, she actually didn't have it right. She said oh, the artist. she didn't even get it? No, she said the artist, but she said, what was the other one she said, Steph? Man, I feel Man, like, I feel like a, a woman. woman. That's funny because that jumped in my mind, too. As soon as I said that don't impress me much, I'm like, oh, wait, but I had already said it. You but I didn't change it. <laughs> right? But she got it. And so that means the uh, diamond pendant bounces up to a $1,400 diamond pendant. And we'll do Beat Mercedes again next Monday. All the rumors are true, yeah. It's time for the Daily Dirt on Mix 94.1. Lots to get to. Let's start here. Halsey and BTS's Suga have collaborated on a new version of Halsey's track called Lilith. Now, they did this for the uh, the game Diablo 4. The official music video for Lilith, the Diablo 4 anthem, is out today. But here is uh, here's a little taste of the song. Here's how it sounds. I get too caught up in the moment. Sounds good. Yeah. I, I just think when the two of them do stuff together, they they just sound so good. Suga and Halsey were meant to be collaborators on all things. I love them. And did he pop up at one of her shows or something like that? She, she came to his show, his show. But she's also featured on BTS's song, uh, Boy With Love. So they work together all the time. They're like besties. Like all of the guys. I think she's besties with RM. But I think Sugar's filling that void now. So, and then that ten-year anniversary celebration is coming up on the thirteenth, right? Festa, Festa, yes. the thirteenth, Festa. <laughs> Happy that I know that. <laughs> Taylor Swift, she was in Chicago last night, Wrigley Field, and uh, or Soldier Field, and she swallowed a bug last night. Here is Taylor Swift during her show swallowing a bug last night in concert. Imagine being on stage, you're singing, all of a sudden, swallow a bug. Imagine being that bug and getting swallowed by Taylor Swift, <laughs> and you go down her her <laughs> throat, and it's like all sparkly and bejeweled. That's got to be amazing. Her insides, I bet, are fancy. There's Easter eggs inside her. Oh, she's just got single. everything going on. I love it. The Weeknd has released his second single titled Popular from the soundtrack to the HBO series The Idol, Volume 1. Now, this song features collaborations with Playboy Cardi and Madonna. So take a listen to, to this one right here. Then one of your daughters watched the first episode. What'd she say about it? She said it was weird. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so nervous. Because she watched it because Jenny from Blackpink is on it, too. Uh-huh. She She's uh, one of the actors on it. And she just wanted to see what Jenny was doing. And I guess one of the girls from Euphoria is on it, she was telling me. And now I'm, I'm cringing, like, oh, gosh, I'm going to watch this. And then I'm going to re- realize my kid watched it. <laughs> that happened with some show we watched recently. She watched the whole season. And then we went to watch it. And I'm like... Oh my gosh! Oh my yeah, kid watched you're talking it. about what, what was that? What was that show? Yeah, it was recent. Oh gosh, yeah, it was intense stuff too. 
White Lotus. White Lotus. Yes, White Lotus. thank you. <laughs> Steph remembers all things. That's why oh. <laughs> she's the best. Yeah, I we're watching it. I'm like, I can't believe that my kid watched this. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, coming up here next hour, this is cool. Little Mermaid. That was the number two movie in the country. Uh, you're going to go see it. We got your passes coming up next hour, right around 825. When you win, heads up. Would you guys like me to read you a little story? I would. A story from a man named Eric. And Eric writes this on Twitter. It must be nice to be a Vegas Golden Knights fan. They're the most spoiled franchise and fan base in NHL. Everything goes their way. And Gary Bettman loves his over-the-salary-cap Vegas team. I don't understand how anyone that isn't a Vegas fan can find anything likable about them. He continues, I am not salty. Okay, maybe I am a little bit. But seriously, I feel like most hockey fans agree. I just haven't found one likable thing about the Knights since their inception. Never cared for any of their players besides Flurry. Everything is annoying about them. Am I wrong? Then Austin chimes in. The worst part of watching them win is I can't help but think we were two wins away from winning game one of the finals two. Then Tiffany says, they're completely unlikable. The only team more unlikable is Minnesota. Then Eric comes back. Yes, Minnesota still holds that title. Their fans make them so much worse. Vegas, I just dislike everything about them. From their show to their team to their favoritism. Then he continues, uh, someone asked, how many years were the Stars in Dallas before they won their cup? Eric says, 32 years. The Stars were relocated from Minnesota to Dallas. They're not an expansion team that was built and supported by Bettman to be successful like Vegas. And people just go on and on talking about how arrogant the fans are. This guy says half of them don't even care about the team until the playoffs come. And the only reason they go is because they need content for TikTok. Get ready for me for the Vegas hockey team finals game. Yes, I saw like 50 of them today on my For You page. Do you guys agree? No. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you were talking about this during the 7 a.m. social club. And um, aren't most of the games throughout the season sold out anyway? If not, pretty close to being a sellout. So that the whole thing about the fans showing up just when the playoffs is not, not true. But then you go back and, and you brought this up on Mercedes. I thought this was a great, great point on Friday because there was an article in the RJ breaking down some of the reasons why there's such hatred for our team. And one of the statements was most who have a beef with Vegas claim it stems from the expansion draft. They say unfair draft rules allowed the Knights to immediately create a championship team and not earn it the hard way like other NHL teams. Sure, they were in the Stanley Cup Finals their first season. But like you said, how many new players, how many players from that first team are now gone? This is a whole new team from 2018. Not just that. I'll do you one better. Do you remember when that expansion draft happened? Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, this team is going to (laughs) suck. Look at all the people. Oh, my gosh. These guys suck. There's no way this team is going to do anything. They were all laughing at who we got on the expansion draft, predicting that this was just going to be the ugliest like destruction of a team ever. And then the team said, you know what? We're going to come together. We're a bunch of misfits. We're going to make this happen. And, uh, and look what, what they accomplished their first year. I, what gets me too is just um, people saying how terrible the fans are. And obviously a lot of us listening are fans. And I'd really take offense to that. 
are we not supposed to support our team? Are we not supposed to like them? I guess I just don't understand that mentality. Uh, it's hard for me to grasp. Is it too because I remember when all the hockey conversations about will a hockey team survive here in Las Vegas? And everyone would go to, oh, the road teams will travel. Oh, you know, if, if the Flyers are in town, it'll be all Philly fans. When the, uh, the Red Wings are in town, it'll be all, they always point out it would be the road team's fans that would follow. Like, Vegas is not going to go all in on a hockey team. That was always, like, a, a point of contention before they got the team. And maybe those people are just, like, stunned over the fact that Vegas embraced the team. And, and, and the fans that were not hockey fans became hockey fans. So we now have a hockey team to follow. And the, 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 the games are sold out with, what, 90% of Vegas Golden Knights fans that are there. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I don't know. I, I guess the guy is just a disgruntled Stars fan, but I wish I, I could say it's only this one guy. I see it all over the place. I was wearing a Golden Knight shirt to um, to Disneyland yesterday, and uh, I got stopped by a lot of people saying, Go Knights, go. But one guy like, how long have you liked hockey? Five minutes? And I was like, oh, my God. I looked at him. I go, ha, ha, and walked away. And, and like, I didn't know what to yeah. say. I was just so, so annoyed. But then also people, too, that have such hatred in them over sports. It's like, dude. It's what else is going on in your life? Seriously, displaced anger. Look inside. Who hurt you? Yeah, there's some <laughs> other anger issue. Sorry, things are not happy in your home life. Don't take it out on our Golden Knights fans. <laughs> I Dear know. Lord. Uh, Hot Three's up next. What do you got for us? Okay, we are going to talk about the age that is the most expensive of your life. When do you spend the most amount of money? Also, what are our top minor mishaps? The things that are annoying that are happening to us more and more. That is on the way. Also, we're going to tell you about, um, well, I'm going to actually switch that story out. I, that'll be for next hour. It's more appropriate for that oh, Okay. Hour. So I'll come up with something else coming up next in the Hot 3. Let's go. Here we go. Three, two, it's time for the Hot 3 on Mix 94.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by Legacy AC. Visit them at LegacyAC.com. According to a new study, reaching the age of 50 can represent a particularly expensive time of life. Researchers found that those in their 50s often face hefty mortgage payments while also trying to support teenage children. These costs include the increased expense of holidaying, vacations, um, helping the kids cover car costs, house deposits, stuff like that. The study also discussed the financial strain of this age group, studying 2,000 homeowning adults with at least one child in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. And on average, mortgage repayments make up the biggest monthly expenses. Food comes in second, utility third, and vacations um, fourth. Uh, Those in their 50s are twice as likely to provide financial help for their or their partner's parents also, so it's just going to get worse. Oh, <laughs> to say, this, I, I thought I thought it was bad. Now, oh no! <laughs> Seriously, think about this. Yeah, that, that's the age you start taking the old taking care of the, your parents in your life and everything like that. Oh my gosh, didn't even think of that stuff. My parents have to still take care of me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I look We're so not, forward to that birthday card because I know there's money in it. <laughs> We're not ready for that uh, that, that uh, transition. I was, I was thinking too, like your twenties are really expensive because a you have no money, uh, but then you have college and if you want to go out and do stuff. Oh, my gosh. Take it on credit cards. You can't pay. Next thing you know, you're just doomed. But you don't have like a mortgage. Well, some people have a mortgage, but usually I don't think I think the 20s are the least expensive because, yeah, you're too poor to do anything. <laughs> and then your parents will help be 
bail you. Well, at least mine helped bail Whoa. me out a couple of times. So it was cheap for me. <laughs> Spend the money that your parents give you. Right. Hey, mom, dad, got a couple bucks. <laughs> no. Like, oh. Also this morning, when you do something embarrassing, who's the first person you tell? A new poll on minor mishaps found that our significant other is the person most likely to hear about it first. Then it's a family member or a friend. Now, the average person has 84 minor mishaps a year, according to this survey. That's one every four or five days. And usually, they say 87% say they're usually unavoidable things. People were asked to rank the top ones they've experienced, and texting the wrong person got the most votes. That happens to me all the time. Um, and usually, it happens because... I'll text someone on my phone and then I'll get a response on my computer using, you know, the iMessage and then I'll respond, but it's highlighting a different text message of someone else. So I respond to the wrong person. It happens a lot to people. Yeah, yeah. all the time. Um, what else here? Saying hi to someone you thought you knew, but it was a total stranger. Has that ever happened to you? Oh, yeah. Or, or just the reverse, too. I was at the gym recently and someone's like, hey, I'm like, hey. And like realize they're saying they're saying hi to the person behind you. Yeah, that's annoying. Oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. Uh, Laundry mistakes are some of the minor mishaps, like shrinking stuff or turning it another color. Uh, Trying to unlock your car and then realizing it's not your car, and Uh um, following your GPS, then realizing you punched in the wrong destination. Driving home from Atlanta instead of your hotel in Atlanta. That was so. I can't believe I did that. If, If you missed it, we were in Atlanta. Uh, a couple months ago, and I set the GPS to take us from uh, my daughter's volleyball tournament back to the hotel. And we just kept getting further and further away from the city. Like we saw it, and I'm like, why is it sending us this way? And I looked at the the GPS, and I realized I punched in my home address <laughs> and not the hotel. And so we were driving back to Las Vegas from Atlanta. And it, Two days I, in, she realized something was wrong. Like, why are we in Texas? When I saw the estimated time, I was like, what? <laughs> That's when I realized. There must be really bad traffic getting back to the hotel. All right. Finally, this morning. So we hear a lot about AI. But would AI make a good boyfriend or girlfriend? It turns out you really can have the man or woman of your dreams, even if they're not real. Rosanna Ramos, she's 36 years old, and she built her perfect man for $300 with the help of the AI chatbot software called Replica. The software allowed her to create Aaron Cartel. Is this supposed to be like Aaron Carter? It's E-R-E-N, and then the last name is K-A-R-T-A-L. He is a loyal, blue-eyed medical professional who loves indie music and whose favorite color is apricot. Ramos says it's really like being in a long-distance relationship since they talk online every night. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, she also loves him for being a blank slate with no ego, no in-laws, though, uh, Ramos loves her current situation. She says there's a constant fear of Replica going out of business and her losing her AI boyfriend. She says she doesn't think she'd ever find a love like him and admits, I don't know, because I have pretty steep standards now. Mm, I'm checking chat GPT. What do you want for dinner? Because that's a common issue in my relationship. What do you want for dinner? 
Oh, as an AI, I don't have preferences or physical needs, so I don't require dinner or have desires related to food. All right. They should have said whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trick right there. Hey, in the 8 o'clock hour, we've got your passes to go see the Disney's Little Mermaid that happens at 825. And then the 9 o'clock hour, right around 940, tickets to go see Enrique Iglesias, Ricky Martin, Pitbull over at the T-Mobile Arena. It's Mix 94.1. On Friday, we were talking about the new, it's not a new, but it's new to a lot of people, the new relationship hack that is all over social media right now. And like I said, not new, because if you've heard of Dr. John Gottman, you know who he is. He's a couples therapist, and he talks about relationships and things that you can do to improve your relationship. And one of these things is called the six-second kiss. And people on TikTok are trying it, saying that it is completely changing and improving their relationship. So we said on Friday, we were going to try this over the weekend and see how it went. Now, the sex, six, six second kiss is when you do just that. You kiss your partner every day for six seconds. No more, no less. It's more than just a peck, but it's not like full on making out. So we said we would all try this and we have some listeners that said they would try it with us and report back the results of three days of the six second kiss. Now we have Kimberly on the phone with us. Kimberly, good morning. Hi, good morning. Who is your partner? Tyler. Okay, so you tried the six second kiss with Tyler this weekend. Tell us about your experience. How did that go? Um, so I thought it was really cute. It didn't make like a huge, huge difference, but um, it definitely made a difference. Like, you know, I think our kisses started to feel very, you know, routine. Um, and I think it just added like an extra little, you know, spark made me feel a little closer, I guess. A little more intimate than just the high. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. interesting. Are you guys going to continue it? I, I, I think I definitely will try to. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'll, I'll try. In theory. Um, interesting. Thank you, Kimberly. Uh, we're going to check in with Christy in just a second. But let me ask you, how did it go for you? I did it. Um, so I, I said on Friday, Laura and I always kiss every single day. I, it's, but it's the peck on the you know, a little tiny quick thing. But every single morning before I leave for work or if she leaves before me, I give her a kiss. And at night before we go to bed, always a kiss. This six seconds... It's a whole different world. You don't realize how quick that that peck is and then holding it for six seconds. And I left here on Friday right after the show. Horace was having surgery and went over to the surgery center. This is in like right outside the OR. And I'm telling Laura about the story. I'm like, so we got to kiss for six seconds. So we did it right there in the, like the surgery center. And one of the vet techs walked in. We were kissing. It's, I think Kimberly nailed it. it. It changes the routine. And six seconds is a, is a lot longer than that pack. So we did it Friday. Saturday morning was first thing. Sunday, she's leaving to go to the ranch. And I go out to the car to give her a kiss. And she goes, I'm not ready for it. And so I gave her the six-second kiss later on in the afternoon. It did bring us. There was a little bit of a tighter bond when we do it for six seconds. And you, and you don't realize how long six seconds yes. really is. Uh-huh. Hey, Christy. Who is your partner? Val. Val. Okay, so tell us, how did the six-second experiment work for you guys? Well, so we've actually done it in the past. Um, We've done counseling and and used this method. Um, So it was kind of like bringing it back for us because we stopped doing it. And... It was just as awkward this time as it was. (laughs) (laughs) I love the honesty. Now, like you just count, and it's a little weird. Yeah, that's what I was doing in my mind. "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." (laughs) Did it? Did it make you feel closer? 
It does. I mean, it's it's just for that moment at least. You kind of just start focused on it, so it it does help. When when you guys did it, Mercedes, were you doing anything besides like a long peck, or was there moving your lips around, tongue? What was happening in six uh, seconds? Well, let me tell you. Thanks for calling, Christy. Um, I failed this challenge. I'll just say it right now. I completely failed this challenge. So Friday, I tell my husband about it. I was like, Hey, we have to kiss for six seconds, and uh, you know, for the weekend, and see if it changes anything. So he's like, Okay. So Friday. Uh, we're on Disneyland, we're on the Little Mermaid ride, and we're about to go under the sea. And I go, let's do our six seconds here. Perfect. No one can see us. It's dark. Um, so we we kiss. And in my mind, like, like um, Christy said, I was kind of counting. Um, but he was like way into it. His, and, and so when I, we got to six, I mean, it's a long time. I was like, wow, we're really kissing. People are going to be like, why are these people making out on this ride? So I liked it. And he really liked it. He was like, do we get to do that every day? And I was like, yeah, but I could tell he was starting to take it to the next level. I'm like, we're at Disneyland for God's <laughs> sakes. So then on Saturday, we're all over the place and running everywhere. It's so tired by the end of the night. Uh, we come back, we take a, well, we came back in the afternoon and took a, a nap and then they were going to go back to the park because I didn't feel good. My stomach was upset. So they went, they came back. They're like, well, let's go out to dinner. I was like, my stomach's still not good. I'm going to stay here. So by the time they got back from everything, I was asleep. So I missed it on Saturday. Matt didn't go in for the kiss while you were sleeping? No, he did not. He did not. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> and then yesterday, same thing. The day got away from us. We we're traveling back home. We got home. And I, th- so last night, we're in bed about to go to sleep and I go we got to do our six second kiss and he goes okay and he, he he gets a text on his phone he goes uh our daughter's throwing up right now I was like what and so Sophie had texted uh Matt because my phone was on do not disturb that Brooklyn was getting sick so I got up ran over there and then by the time I got her settled and everything I, I was not in the mood for a six second kiss <laughs> was there a stomach bug going on your family you think this weekend I think we just ate too much yeah you know well i know for sure that was she ate a lot of dairy and when she eats too much it does not agree Mm -hmm. with her i just uh i think i was just not feeling good i don't know what it was but we had a great time still you did oh (laughs) your photos were awesome you didn't get the kiss in last night so i only got one kiss i totally failed i'm so sorry steph you and james go three for three no we went two for three (laughs) yesterday too i'm with you mercedes we got too busy it's just like oh but that makes you realize man we gotta really take the time to do this it's just six seconds you just gotta do it when you can do it are you gonna try it again today what's that are you gonna try it again today you're done uh it depends if the Golden Knights win. <laughs> Afterwards, I'll be like, yeah, baby, six seconds. All right, coming up here, Little Mermaid. We've got your passes to go see the Little Mermaid in about 15 minutes when you win. Heads up. I was on the receiving end of a random act of kindness on Saturday. It happened downtown. I was, I was getting my hair cut, and um, you have to park now downtown, and they have, a, have an app. It's, it's super easy to, to pay online. And uh, on your phone, and I always do that. But just there was a lot going on this weekend, so I was just I was just distracted. And I parked my car, and I go get my haircut, and I'm coming out of the uh, the hair salon, and I'm about two blocks away from my car, and I'm talking to Larry who does my hair, and I look over and I see the the, the parking attendant, the meter maid, the person that gives you tickets, standing by my car, and she's got her thing out, and she starts, she's I can tell she's punching stuff in. I'm like, no, I don't want a ticket. That's twenty five bucks downtown to get a parking ticket. And so Larry goes, hey, hey. Trying to get her attention. And then I jump on board. I'm like, hey. 
hey, 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 hey. And I start like screaming and like waving at her. And I, I start like unlocking and locking my car to get her attention. And she's just staring at me. And I go running over there. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just, I forgot to pay online. I'll do it right now. I was just really, really distracted. I'll show you right now. I'll open up the app. The app is called Flowbird. I'm like, I'll pop open Flowbird and pay it right now. I, I swear. And she's like, oh. she looks at me. She pauses and she goes, you know what? Don't worry about it. And she deletes whatever ticket she was going to do, and she let me get away for free. I was so grateful. How do you know she deleted it? She she was like, don't worry about it. You're still getting it. (laughs) Don't waste your energy. (laughs) She's like, don't don't worry about it. I leave and get in the mail. Unpaid parking ticket of $25. I just thought that was just just a very sweet, kind gesture. I'm sure she gets it all the time. People running up to her, please, please, I'll pay right now. And she could easily give me a ticket right there, but she let me go, and I was so grateful for that. That's nice. It's always nice to, you know, when you're on the verge of getting penalized at some point, to have someone have a change of heart and be like, ah, you know, never mind, never mind. Have you received any recent random acts of kindness? And I wonder how many times too, they get that as a parking lot attendant, the screaming, wait, I'm coming, I'm coming. Um, <laughs> let me think here. Uh, I think a thing that they, that I noticed that is probably not a big deal for most people, but it's very much appreciated for me. And it, it happened this weekend. Um, our whole family was together and usually I'll take a picture of Matt and the girls were at Disneyland or then a picture of the two girls, or they'll pick, take a picture of me and Matt, but it's never the four of us. Always someone is out of it because someone's got to take the picture. And so I was taking a picture of Matt and the girls and this lady comes up to me and she was like, would you want, like me to take a picture of the four of you? I'm like, oh my gosh, that would be great. Like that, that means a lot. So I tried to pay it forward with, after she did that. I was like, I'm going to do that to the next family I see that are struggling to do a photo. And I saw this this couple and they had just a little baby. She was probably less than a year, probably like 10 months. And uh, I see them and I'm like, I'm paying it forward. So I go up to them and they're trying to take this selfie. I go, would you like me to take a picture of the three of you? And she's like, that would be great. So I go and I take the picture and I do different angles and, you know, I'm doing the whole thing. And and the little baby was kind of having a hard time focusing on me. Like they were looking all around the place and blah, blah, blah. And so at one point the baby stuck its tongue out and was like and i handed the phone back to them and i go i think he stuck tongue out on that last photo and they're like oh thank you and as we're walking away brooklyn was with me she goes that was a girl and i was like what and she goes you said he that's a little girl and i look back i'm like that's a little boy She's like, no, that's a girl. I was, and we were fighting. I was like, you, you're kidding me. That was not a little girl. She's like, yes, look how long their hair is. I'm like, boys have long hair. The kid was wearing a pinstripe onesie. That was a boy. And so we were fighting the whole time about it. Cause if that was a little girl and I said, he, I feel really bad about it. <laughs> but how, how young do you feel? It's hard to tell sometimes. It's like you hold up a newborn when baby. really young. Yeah, yeah. There's no, like maybe the pink or blue, the standard colors. I try to identify the gender. It's hard to do. You hold the baby up by the face. I can't. Is it rude to say boy or girl? Is it rude to ask what it is? I don't know. I should have said what's what's a baby's name, and then I could have said their name, trying to get their attention. But I was like, oh, I think he stuck his tongue out at the end, and she like nudged me. She's like, That's a girl. <laughs> I was like, oh, if you're messing with me, I'm so bad. So my random act of kindness turned out to be a disaster. 
I don't know if she was just messing with me, trying to embarrass me or what, but... But you did something right there, too, which I think is very nice. When we do have someone ask to take our photo, you know, they you normally the one photo and they give it to you and you look at it and the angles are all off or it's like, wow, it's not even centered. The fact that you did extra angles and gave the, per- the person back their phone, that's an even an extra nice gesture. Oh, thanks. You I know? did like the lower squat. Yeah. Get back up angle straight on, zoom in, step back, get the Ferris wheel behind them. I tried to go all out and then I probably offended them by <laughs> calling their little girl a little boy. I don't know. <laughs> what can you do? Unless you were right, then you're fine. Then you're fine. <laughs> hey, there's tickets to go see Disney's The Little Mermaid. Those are yours. Coming up here in three minutes. That's when we're doing Heads Up. It's Mix 94.1. It's time for Heads Up with Mercedes in the Morning on Mix Nutty 4.1. Hey, Erlin, you are caller 20. You ready to play Heads Up? I am. I'm ready. Let's do this. We've got two Fandango passes for you to go check out the Disney's The Little Mermaid, and you'll be qualified to get this beautiful butterfly necklace from Mike Lehman and Diamond Jewelers. Pick a category this morning. Do you want to go with Parmesan cheese, yo-yo, Pacific Ocean, Donald Duck or down the aisle? Uh, Parmesan cheese. Parmesan cheese. National Cheese Day was yesterday. So these are all foods that have cheese in them. Okay? Okay. Okay. Who do you want to pick as your partner this morning? I choose you, Mercedes. Okay. All right, here we go. 60 seconds on the clock. You get six correct. You win. And ladies, you start now. This is two tortillas with cheese in the middle. Quesadilla. Yes. This is like layers of noodles, ricotta, sauce. Lasagna. Yes. This is, uh, Kraft makes this in a blue box. Mac and cheese. Yes. This is, uh, you take two slices of bread, put some butter on them, put the cheese. Uh, Yes. This is, um, you stick this in the microwave. There's different flavors like ham and cheese. Uh, Jim Gaffigan did a whole bit on these, um, uh, uh, Let's pass. Um, If you go to Domino's, you can get one of these. Pizza. Yes. This is a bar food where it's this cheese and it's fried and and you dip it in. Yes. Yes. You got it. No problem, Erlen. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Thank you. Erlen, you're going to now see Disney's The Little Mermaid and you're qualified for that grand prize, that butterfly necklace. Courtesy of Mike Lee Menden Diamond Jewelers. We'll do that grand prize drawing on Friday. So you're all set with that. We'll have these passes again tomorrow morning at 825 when you win heads up. And then check this out. Next hour, nine, right around 935. Tickets for you to see Enrique Iglesias, Ricky Martin, and Pipple when they come to T-Mobile Arena. It's Mix 94.1. If you ever want to get in touch with us, you can always send us a text or call us. Our number is 702-364-9400. And we would love if you would call or text us right now uh, with your thoughts on this. So I was talking to one of the moms on my daughter's volleyball team. And we just started talking about what the kids have going on over the summer and this and that. And she was telling me that her oldest daughter was invited to her to a sleepover and it's like you know sleepovers are very common especially with like preteen teen girls and you know the girl was all excited and her mom said what are they doing over there you're just gonna watch movies what's the plan and she's like so and so bought a ouija board so we're gonna play with the ouija board and so she told me this and I, i go oh and she goes right she's not going and i was like 
oh, you're not going to let her go now? And she's like, absolutely not. They're playing with a Ouija board. And I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> what is that? Luigi from Mario Brothers. It's a Ouija it's board. Ouija board. Um, so... I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, they're scary. I went to a, I was telling her how when I was a kid, I went to a party and they were playing with it and I got really freaked out and scared and how supposedly you can never throw them away. They'll always find their way back to you. If have, has anyone ever had a weird experience with a Ouija board? Number one. And two, if your kid wanted to go to a party and you knew there was going to be a Ouija board there, would you tell them they couldn't go? So I never got the official answer because this was last week but I, I was wondering I'm like is she gonna like tell her she really cannot go or maybe go into the other room when they're playing with it or whatever are you <laughs> are you superstitious do you believe in stuff like that what, what does everybody think isn't that part of the childhood growing up because we had a Ouija board growing up and it's still in my parents house they never threw it away it's in a closet with a bunch of her older like games we had like shoots and ladder and some other games and stuff it's in a closet so they, they never threw it out but we would play with that thing a lot it was part of the fun of you know I would I would be the one that slowly moved the board with my fingers to try to point to the yes or no on the board and but were you really moving it or was were the spirits moving well, the it? spirit took over me to move it but also too what are the other ones you do like don't look in the mirror and say was it bloody mary bloody mary yeah yeah those were all, isn't that that's all part of the fun of doing sleepovers part of the scare of doing a sleepover i look this was just my personal experience and let us know what you guys think call us or text us um I went to a slumber party. It was the same one that had the Ouija board and they did the Bloody Mary thing. And so I went in with one of the girls and she did it and I was crying. I didn't want to do it, but they forced me to go. I I succumbed to peer pressure very easily. Went in there. She says it three times and I just opened my eye with one, just one eye. I opened very slowly and I looked in that mirror and I saw an old lady like with a funny hat on. She had like, like a, it was like a mini hat and it, it was like mini meaning small. And then there was a flower sticking out of it. And then she, she, she was like outlined in red I saw it. You sure it was a grandma? The woman's no, grandmother was in there to take care of business. Wasn't. Get out of here, you all, kids! <laughs> all, all outlined in red, and she was, I mean, she, when I say old, she was what I considered old at the time, because I was a <laughs> child. So she was probably, I don't know, late 30s, early 40s, and I'm just like, oh, and I cried. I had to go home that night. I, you did not. I had you to go saw home Mary. I was, you saw Bloody Mary. Well, I saw something, and it, it freaked me out so bad. And luckily, I just lived behind them, so I just I left and I <laughs> came home. And my mom was like, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, "I'm, I'm scared." And it was really, it was really weird. A Ouija board. I don't know. Maybe I'm just like way too superstitious. But I and then they supposedly they follow you, the the spirits will follow you for the rest of the time. That's if my, you the, open them up. That's been my problem. I played with one as a kid. Here's Mercedes running home. Oh, it doesn't work. Darn it. It was the cartoon run. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was basically me. Would you if if your kid said. Hey, I want to go to this party and they're going to play with a Ouija board. Would you go? I would let my would kid you let go. Them go. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think, again, that's part of and that's part of your child experience. If you saw Mary, you saw Bloody Mary that day. Is there another one, too? Like, don't say Candyman a couple times as well. well? That was a movie. I don't know as far as, like, yeah, he would show up and murder you. So I wouldn't, I would never take my chances on that. What if he shows up and convince him to do other stuff? Like, hey, instead of killing me, maybe you can clean out the back. 
Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what do you some, would do. Do Absolutely. some house chores, yes. bring some food over. You hungry? Steph, would you let your kid go to a place that was going to play, be playing with a Ouija board? A thousand percent no. What? Never. These things you do not mess with. You conjure up spirits. My friends did it. They made one on paper in my house. My dad had to, my dad who's a psychic, had to chase these spirits away. It was a really, really bad evil spirit. And it was haunting my home for days. Even if it's a made-up Ouija board, it still, it still counts? Yeah. Yeah, a made-up Ouija board. You could make it up on paper. It was horrible. A hot mess. Don't do it. I highly do not recommend. Make a squeegee board instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Things will get clean in your house all of a sudden. We call the candy man wow. to do it. Who did this shower? It's beautiful. It's sparkling. Hot threes up next. What do you got for us? All right. We're going to talk about the airlines Americans should try to avoid the most. We're in the midst of a summer travel season. We'll tell you who they say you should stay away from. Also, could you be getting the cheapest cell phone service possible from this company? Rumor has it they will be next. And Sweden just registered this as a sport. I can't make this up. I've never heard of this, and it seems very, um, I don't know, very controversial. We'll tell you what it is coming up next in the Hot 3. Hello. Let's go. Here we go. Three, two, one. It's time for the Hot 3 on Mix Nutty 4.1. The Hot 3 is brought to you by Legacy AC. Visit them at LegacyAC.com. We still have a couple of weeks left until the official start of summer, but if the record-breaking air travel numbers from Memorial Day weekend are any indication... This is going to be a very busy travel season. So the Traveler has just released the results of their 2023 summer travel survey, and they find that 42% of respondents plan to travel more this year than last, and just over half of them will be flying. So if you're one of those people that is taking to the friendly skies, you're going to want to go that to go as smoothly as possible. And part of that is going with the right airline, thankfully. The survey reveals the airlines that Americans are most likely to avoid flying at all costs. Oh, gosh. Now, this is from a survey. No personal opinions here. But number five, the the fifth airline that people will avoid flying at all costs is Delta Airlines. I recently flew Delta, and I think it was like the second time I've ever flown them. And we had a really nice experience. Uh, the uh, the planes were really nice. Well, probably one of the nicer airlines I've flown in a while. For Laura's work travels, she does Delta pretty much all the time. And um, they have like a Sky Lounge, too, because she flies so much. And she she loves Delta. That's like her go-to airline. So, yeah, I would, I would object to that based on my wife's work travels. Number four is Frontier Airlines. I have never flown Frontier Airlines before. I did it once, and it was during the uh, the Southwest meltdown over Christmas break. And uh, was we were there. It was a flyback Southwest. All the cancellations was happening. The chaos was just starting. And I literally opened up my phone and found a, a, two tickets on Frontier to fly back from Baltimore to Las Vegas. Day of, booked it. I heard stories about Frontier. But I'll tell you what, Mercedes, it was a wonderful experience. I think we got charged for a carry-on. We had our pets. They were cool with the pets. Um, it, it was it was fine. There's no issues with it. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't heard anything really either way on that one. So that's the fourth airline that uh, people avoid traveling on. Number three is American Airlines. Number two is Allegiant Airlines. And the number one airline that people are most likely to avoid flying at all costs is Spirit Airlines. I and. 
I've I've not flown Spirit. I've flown Allegiant, had a pleasant experience on it, no issues. Um, with the Spirit though and Allegiant, it's the same thing. I believe they charge you for a car- even a carry on. Is am I right? A yeah, carry on was, yeah. and check check in. So yeah, I think it's those extra costs. So you you're getting a cheap ticket, but then by the time you add on, where's your suitcase and all that, then it might be a little more expensive, but. That that would be the big thing I that I've heard so far. With you know Southwest, you're allowed that first carry on for free, and they have that that little indicator. Does your bag fit inside this? You know, the, 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 you can measure it before you get on. They, they don't check it. Frontier though, I don't know if they do it with every single flight, but they had a thing, an actual like contraption. You put your bag in to see if it fits, and if it didn't fit, you were getting charged, and they were checking bags as you were getting on. Which I never saw with Southwest is Frontier. I'm like, oh my gosh, they actually check the size of your bags. Maybe they're just doing it that flight. But they, they looked at my bag, and they just can tell by the size it was fine. But other bags are trying to fit in. Like, nope, sorry, got to pay. And they're charging the 45 bucks. I will say as a, a very, very regular flyer on Southwest, they let you take two carry-ons for free, not just one. Ooh, oh, the personal item and then the carry-on, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's uh-huh. all. Personal that, item. That's why I love Southwest. I'm like, yep, okay, I can fit everything in here and then bring my purse, and I'm good to go. You know, outside of the meltdown at Christmas time, Southwest is a fantastic airline. I I enjoy it. I really do. I'm thinking about getting one of those Southwest credit cards. Mm-hmm. Get some points. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I fly them so often. Um, also, this morning, some people love Amazon. Some people not so much. But we're also hooked that about half the country is paying them $140 a year for two day shipping. Plus Prime Video, Prime Reading, Prime Music, Prime Gaming. And next up, Prime Cell Service. Word has it that Amazon Prime could eventually include cheap or free cell service. Um, the free after you shell out for the membership, of course, which would likely cost even more by that point. But Bloomberg claims that Amazon's been talking with T-Mobile and AT&T about working together on a new offering, which could cost Amazon subscribers $10 or less a month. That would probably be a basic no-frills plan, but it could include enhancements like 5G. Officially, T-Mobile and AT&T are denying the rumor, but no comment yet on Amazon. So you pick up some... uh, Cotton balls, maybe a new shirt, and get your cell service all in the same place. I'd be down for that. I don't know if you have it by your house, but I got a dead spot. Guaranteed dead spot. I'm on the phone. Either got to hang up and say a call you back when I get home, or I pull into Albertsons and sit there for 20 minutes and finish my conversation. Because it is a guarantee the phone is just going to cut off before I get to my house. But does uh, signing up with Amazon guarantee that you will not have that dead spot That's anymore? what I'm saying. If, if I don't have the dead spot, I'm in. If it's the same provider that has the dead spot, oof, Yeah, I, uh, I'm not sure, man. I think... Uh, I, I'll just deal with my dead spot. I don't know if I, because then you got to switch over. And then what if you do have the dead spot? Then what do you do? Yeah, switch how can you test over? it? Yeah. yeah, there's no way to test. Um, finally, this morning. Okay. Um, I just give you a little warning. This is about uh, relations. Okay. Just want to throw that out there. In a recent poll, 25% of Americans said they are not a fan of sports in general, but that probably depends on how you would define the word sports. Sweden has become the first country to register actual relations as a sport. And later this week, they're going to host the first ever European sex championship. Now, it's actually a lot more structured than you would think. The championship is being organized by the Swedish uh, Swedish Sex Federation, and it is open to anyone from any European country. Now, sorry, This year's competitors have already been chosen. 
20 representatives from different European countries will take part. And the championship will last a few weeks with daily competitions lasting for six hours. According to the organizers, the focus of relations as a sport is on maximizing pleasure. So the more pleasure your partner experiences, the more points you get. Now, participants will be judged on creativity, strong emotions, imagination, physical fitness, endurance, and workability. And the final scores will be determined from a panel of judges as well as audience votes. Unclear how you can qualify for the audience. You know you were thinking about it. <laughs> See, how do you get in there? Uh, <laughs> Are you wearing team jerseys too? Like, go Tom, go! That's my buddy, Tom! Challengers, uh, our challenges are grouped into 16 different disciplines, including seduction, massage, uh, full-on everything. Um, there's also stuff like pose performance. Um, you got to strike a pose midway through. I got like, it. Increased blood pressure and heart rate during a competition, and the most beautiful and difficult pose. <laughs> Listen, you had us try the six-second kiss over the weekend. No, this we can try. <laughs> Who has the most beautiful and difficult pose? We'll post them on our Instagram later. <laughs> All right, that was the last one, right? Yeah. Oh gosh, coming up here in Jerk or Justified. Getting paid for doing a kind gesture. This is a situation that has one couple at odds. You get to be the judge coming up here in just about 10 minutes. It's Mix 94.1. It is Monday, and that means it is time for Jerk or Justified. Is this person a jerk, or were they justified in doing what they did? We want to know what you think. You can send us a text, or you can call us at 702-364-9400. Also, if you ever have a situation that you want us to talk about, shoot us an email. It's super easy. You can do it through our website at Mix941.fm, and that is exactly where this situation came from. It reads, hi, we love the show, have been longtime listeners. My husband and I are debating if he qualifies for a jerk or justified. He was at Walgreens Pharmacy the other day in Southern Highlands. If you've ever been there, you'll know it takes forever, no matter what time you go. LOL. It was about five people deep, and a man and his young daughter came up and stated he has a flight to catch and has to get his medication for himself quickly. He offers every person in line $20 to cut them. My husband says okay and takes the 20 bucks. He was in no rush and honestly has been in much bigger lines. I asked why he took this poor old guy's 20 bucks and didn't just let him and his daughter go. He even posted about this online, bragging he got money from some guy who wanted to cut him. I feel like it's kind of jerky to not just let him go and do a nice gesture for someone, but he says if you want to skip the line and going to pull out a wad of cash, he's going to take it as his own good karma received. LOL. Jerk or justified. I don't think what their names or not, but the couple signed their names down bottom. Do you think that person is a jerk for taking the money or do you think they are completely justified? I mean, if someone comes up to you and they're like, here, here's $20. I, part of me is like, oh, OK, you know, but I also understand where it's like just doing a good deed for someone I was like no go ahead you know it's like I'm just standing here I can stand another two minutes you're in a rush I mean I've let people do that at the airport before where there was a long line in security and they're like about to miss their flight and I'm like go ahead yo get in there mm-hmm. right? it's no big deal if they offered me $20 would I have taken it probably not but yo, know, what's the saying 
um, waste your money and you're only out of money, but waste your time and you've lost a part of your life. Whoa. Yeah. So like maybe that's the guy's thinking like I can't waste any time. I'll just waste my money instead. Here you go. I don't think I don't think he's a jerk for taking the money. I don't think he is. Would I? If I'm in that situation, I'm not going to take the money. I'm like you. I'm going to let the person go. We, I think we've all been in situations where someone behind us is in a rush. They ask to cut, and he let them go. Like, yeah, absolutely, because we've all been in that spot. And maybe your time's going to come where you need to be the person that cuts in line at the airport or cuts in line somewhere else. Like, please, I'm in a rush. Can I get you know, jump in line? And hopefully they'll let you go through. So I'm not going to take the money, but I'm not going to hold it against anybody else that takes the money in line. If the guy's offering it, and you want to take it, so be it. That's yours to take. And the whole thing about karma, maybe that's. The- the guy who gave the money things like, hey, I'm giving. And so I'm going to receive something because I was a nice person and gave, you know, money to people. They were nice for letting me jump in line. But what do you guys think? Uh, the one thing that did rub me the wrong way a little bit was him posting online bragging that he got the money. That is a little jerky, in my opinion, because then I'd be like, like you why why didn't you just let him go like why are you bragging about uh-huh. it i think that's like one of those things that you do silently and you don't tell people like <laughs> yeah i made a guy uh completely yeah who's in a hurry pay me let's talk to donna at 702-364-9400 hi donna what do you think i think he was justified because like i told them i've been to walgreens they're very slow there and i have used that myself i gotta go for you and so I would have taken it. Yeah, I, I again, I don't think that's a big deal. The one, the, the only thing is about like, what did you, what do you write on the Facebook post? Like this stupid Score. idiot <laughs> paid me when I would have let him in for free. This uh, moron. <laughs> this text says, uh, "Pay it forward." Two votes for jerk move. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think you nailed it right there, Mercedes. I don't. I, if you want to take the money, so be it. That's if you want. Hey, the guys. It's not like he said, "Can I cut the line?" You're like, "Well, give me twenty bucks and he can cut the line." Yeah. He offered you the twenty bucks. Maybe the jerkish line is the bragging to people about the fact that you took the money. I will. I will call someone out if they cut in line without at least asking. You know, it's one thing if you are in a hurry, I'll let you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but ask. I've had people just like kind of jump in line and in front of me before, and I'll go. The end of the line is over there, <laughs> and they look at me like, "Oh, okay." Well, the last time we were at Disney, you guys were waiting in line, and like I, I landed late and I got to Disney late. I'm like, "Where are you?" You're like, "We're at the front of the line." And you talk about looks. I'm, my family's up front. I'm meeting my family. They're up front, cutting through. Excuse me, excuse me, coming through. Oh, Makes the way all the way to the front of the line. Oh, I guess they're not here. I'll just get on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm next in line. Hey, we've got your tickets to go see Enrique Iglesias, Ricky Martin, and Pitbull. The trilogy tour. The three of them are coming together, and you're going. Those tickets right around 9:35. So I am really in a weird spot, and I don't know if I did the right thing or if I should have just moved on. Uh, I think I mentioned this a couple of times. How our best like friends that we just love so much they they moved out of state and we still kept in touch and saw them a couple of times and something happened where they just stopped talking to us and basically what it was is they came to town they wanted to see us for dinner and we were like we're in last minute we um my daughter's got taylor swift tickets and i said hey we still want to go out but can we move it 
an hour earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and that way we'll have plenty of time to visit, hang out, and then we don't have to go to the concert until like 8 p.m. So we'll have plenty of time. And they were like, yeah, sure. And then like five minutes later, they texted us and said, you know what? Never mind. And we we're like, oh, OK. So they haven't talked to us since we've tried to reach out, get no response and we're just like that it's it really bums us out they were our best friends and so we've been sad about it but it's like it's obvious that that is that so their child has a birthday tomorrow and i still sent a birthday present even though they don't talk to us anymore and now i'm wondering if i made a mistake by doing that because it's obvious they don't want any contact with us so is that was I stupid for sending a birthday present? No, I don't think you are. I think that was a very kind judge. Because it's the kids. Why, if there was an issue, why have the kids suffer? And you're not angry at them, right? They're not the ones that for all. some reason. I'm sad. Yeah. I'm so sad because, you know, we've reached out and there's they're mad. And you know what? Maybe there's more to it than that. Like I said, we did not cancel. But I don't know. I don't know what happened. This could open up the line of communication where they get the present. I mean, the, the proper thing would be for the kid to write a, maybe a thank you note or, or a call He's from the parents. Small. He's oh, is very small. He's not going to write. This might open up. The, maybe they'll get the thing and say, oh, my gosh, look, look, Mercedes and Matt and the family sent us a gift. This is really dumb why we're upset about them. If they're upset over that, I think there's something else going on. To, to, me, to cut off a friendship over the fact that you had to change dinner seems like there's I more know, issues. But there wasn't. Everything was great. Like, even the day before, like, can't wait to see you guys tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so much fun. And we're like, yes, absolutely. And then literally, you remember that day, like, 3 o'clock, we find out that we got a pair of tickets. Yes. Uh-huh. And so it was just like, oh, well, we'll still have time. They're the priority, but we'll go after dinner with them. And... uh so, yeah, I sent this present and now I'm fi- sitting here like maybe I should just let them be. Maybe they, they've made themselves clear. Does that seem stalkerish that I sent a present? Because now I'm worried that it's going to look like, hey, uh, you know what I mean? Some passive I feel, aggressive move or something. I, I don't think it is. I feel bad now. I feel like I should cancel it. If no, still no, don't cancel it. No, because now you're starting to read into everything. You shouldn't. It's if take it for what it is. It's a very kind gesture for this these people that were very close to you, and their kids probably mean something to you as well. So I think it's a kind gesture on your behalf, and it might open up the door to communication. And at the same time, it also shows them like, ha ha. I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> I know though, you're not. And I don't want to look that way. You probably just did it by probably just you know uh, habit. It's your friend's kid. It's their birthday. It pops up in your phone. You're gonna send them a gift. No, that that's not the case. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely knew they're still not talking to us. But you know what? His birthday is coming up, and so he's gonna get a present because he has no clue what's going on. Yeah. You know, and uh-huh. so why should he suffer? But I don't know. What do you guys think? Did it arrives I- tomorrow. Actually, it arrives today, this afternoon. Thank you, Amazon Prime. (laughs) Update tomorrow at this time. Uh, What's trending is coming up next. What do you got for us? Okay, we are going to talk about Olivia Rodrigo. Is she sending cryptic messages about new music? Also, the making of the Barbie movie left a worldwide shortage of this and... Now you're going to get a little something extra in your Lucky Charms. All of that is coming up in What's Trending. 
probably trending already. We're trending well. You do know that it's trending, right? Mercedes in the mornings. What's trending is on Mix 94.1. Olivia Rodrigo is trending this morning. So the singer seems to have a little surprise on the way. This weekend, fans noticed that the Spotify canvas that is displayed when you listen to the song Driver's License was updated. Now, when you listen to it, the art you see has a 6-30-23 date listed as the expiration date on the song. I'm actually going to send it to you guys right now because I screenshot it when I when I saw it um, yesterday. Uh, I think, I mean, what else could that mean? By But something is coming mm-hmm. on June 30th, 2023. But there it is. Did you guys get it? Popping up right now. Oh, my gosh. See that in the How upper clever. left-hand corner? That that was a different date before. So, yeah. now uh, And I'm wondering if there's cryptic clues, too, with her address on there. I know she had that address there, but there's there's a bunch of numbers and dates, and I'm like, this has got there's got to be stuff we're missing on here. Wasn't she? Yeah, what, didn't she do like a tweet or something? I thought like we talked about. Let me find it. Yeah, well, she did. Um, she launched the countdown on her official website on Friday, and that's going to expire on June 30th. And she hasn't said exactly what's going to happen, but she has been teasing a follow up to her uh, debut album Sour for a long time. So that's got to be it. Yeah, uh, my thing's opening up right now. Uh, I'll find her a second. Um, so yeah, anyway, who well, yeah. Knows? and the rumor way back was that this one would be called sweet to counter her sour era. So we'll see. The thing I saw that she's referring to the album called OR2 and she did a uh, tweet saying looking forward, uh, and the word forward capitalizing the O and the R to all things to come. And then the number two. Don't you think that's just Olivia Rodrigo, too, like her second album? The album, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we'll see. Um, also trending this morning is Barbie. So Barbie, uh, the upcoming movie, basically, uh, to make a long story short, caused a worldwide outage of pink paint because they didn't want to use CGI. They wanted everything to be pink from the dream house to the background. So they caused a worldwide shortage of that certain color of pink, Barbie pink. Luckily it's back. So you won't have any issues with that. And then finally, lucky charms is trending a new limited edition version of the cereals coming out. And it's called lucky charms, hidden dragon cereal. It's got the normal marshmallows that you know and love, but it also has a bunch of white marshmallows. And when you pour your milk in, they all transform to reveal the true colors of Lucky's new charms. Yellow dragons, pink dragons, a dragon egg, and a flame. So that cereal is coming out later this month, and that is what's trending. Welcome back to Mercedes in the Morning. They're the first voices I hear in the morning. On Mix 94.1. Hey, good morning, Kelly. How are you? Hi, good morning. You are caller 20. This is so cool. You got three headliners, one show. It's the trilogy tour with Enrique, Enrique Iglesias, Ricky Martin, and Pitbull all at the T-Mobile Arena um, happening on November 24th. Congratulations. Oh, that's so exciting. Thank you. Thank you for listening, Kelly. And we've got these tickets to the Trilogy Tour all week long, right around 935. Did you tell her about the grand prize? Oh, my gosh, no. Front row tickets. Yes, you're qualified for front row tickets now, Kelly. You can get the sweat off those three men as they're dancing on stage. You'll be so close. Yes, please. (laughs) 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 Do you want the sweat of Ricky Martin? Pitbull and Enrique Iglesias. Tickets all week at 9.35. And actually, Heather, she's got a pair for you in the 5 o'clock hour. 
94.1, Mercedes in the morning. And that is it for us on a Monday. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for listening. If you missed anything, just check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check out the Odyssey app and go to our website, mix941.fm. We are headed out. J-Love is up next to get you through your workday, but right now it's time for the line of the day. We were all issued a challenge on Friday. Kiss our spouses for six seconds each day, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So how did we do? How did it go for you? I did it. Laura and I always kiss every single day, but it's the peck on the you know, little tiny quick thing. But every single morning before I leave for work or if she leaves before me, I give her a kiss. There is a little bit of a tighter bond when you do it for six seconds. I failed this challenge. I'll just say it right now. I completely failed this challenge. So I only got one kiss. I totally failed. Steph, you and James go three for three? No, we went two for three. <laughs> we got yesterday too. I'm with you, Mercedes. We got too busy. You had a sick child interrupt that one. Well, yeah. I mean, that's no excuse. <laughs> just kidding. She's feeling much better now. Thank goodness. Well, that's, that's we'll amazing. get one in today. We'll get one in today. And that'll do it for show number 1853 of Mercedes in the Morning. Mercedes in the Morning. Did you miss the show? You're not going to want to miss this, folks. Catch up now. Download the podcast of today's show and get updates now online at Mix941.fm. Mercedes in the Morning returns tomorrow morning.